Hi, and welcome to Living Today podcast, a platform where we get to discuss topics that relate to today's millennial and post-millennial Christian. The aim and the purpose is just to challenge you and get you to really dig deeper um, in your relationship with the Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. I am joined today with um, my fellow co-host, I am Sage. Say hi, Hello, Anna. hello, hello. <laughs> and also here we have the lovely Yinka, a.k.a. Kesh. Hey, hey. Hi there. Okay, thank you, Aya, for answering for <laughs> Yinka. <laughs> Maybe, maybe his older name is Yinka. <laughs> In his past life. <laughs> and also we have the lovely Uncle Dayo Kadosh. Yeah. Kadosh. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, that's not my, my, my real voice. Mm, okay, we thank God. Um, so guys, today I just want us to deal with a, a topic that is hot right now in Christendom. Um, <laughs> and it's the topic of cancel culture. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to get your views on it, really. Um, because right now there is a lot going on on social media. Some of you may have come across certain videos. Um, yeah. I just want to discuss that very quickly. You know, guys, disclaimer, these are very, very opinionated men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Firstly, let's, let's, just, let's define Yes, and that's what, what is, I wanted what you guys to define for us. Anybody have a view on that? You know what? I think cancer culture is actually not, uh, it's not purely a Christian thing. I think it's a society thing um, in the, you know, 21st century, it's become uh, a way of keyboard warriors wow. <laughs> putting out their venom into society. Now, we know that obviously there are just causes that people have outrage for, but they are also just useless on... <sighs> unnecessary um, reasons and causes that people just jump on just because they're jumping on a bandwagon or they want to stay relevant or they just want to feel or they want to get followers or they want to get those likes or it's just useless reasons that people have this outrage. It's like it's so easy for people to just have an an outrage whether you're qualified to speak on a matter or not whether you have knowledge or information on something or not Mm -hmm. you just feel like you are entitled to an opinion and everybody should feel a sense of hearing your voice or your statement it's like social media puts on this pressure on us Mm. to provide content so you find a lot of people who put themselves under pressure, pressure, pressure every day to either have something to tweet about yeah. on Twitter so that they can have they can increase their, their their following or have relevance or get some retweets and some hearts and <laughs> or you know just for fickle reasons. Mm. But you also have people who, are, who genuinely are activists yeah. who have a cause, a reason, a just cause, mm. a um a reason for justice, a reason for. 
um, for calling out bad and hues of society that needs to be addressed. Things like calling out politicians that maybe would not normally pick up your phone calls, but you know that if you add them on, on Twitter, they will fix up quick. Yeah. Or the government. Or, so I think there are levels to it. So I don't think it's just a Christian thing. However, obviously we're talking about it tonight from a Christian perspective. And I think that is where we now have to bring scripture, morality, mm. and the Christian perspective to this whole thing mm. and bring a balance to it. Is it right for Christians to do it? Is it acceptable? Mm. Is it, um, does it have any fruits to it? And how should a Christian do it if you're going to engage in it yeah. at all? Okay. Thank you very much, um, Dio. Um, yeah, for anybody that doesn't fully um, get what the term cancel culture means, it's simply what we said, which is just outrightly publicly shaming somebody or withdrawing support for somebody or even a company in some aspects as well um, for something deemed offensive or um yeah, something you may perceived. Yeah, mm. perceived. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not always what it seems to be. But yeah. then that's where it becomes yeah. very dangerous ter- territory where people just have perception mm. without facts exactly. and they go ahead and do dam- damage, but the people that are suffering the consequences of it are now having to recover from yeah. your recklessness. Mm-hmm. I think another issue that we face, especially when we're bringing the notion of cancel culture into the body of Christ, another issue that we're facing is nowadays we have self-proclaimed apostles, mm. self-proclaimed um, journalists in the body of Christ as well, who have basically taken on their responsibility, or should I say the mantle of, of correcting mm. seasoned ministers, seasoned men and women of God. And these people who are taking on such a mantle they haven't done anything at all you know they just and because they have a platform right and just like you know Daya was saying as well in terms of the the pressure that having a platform has basically brought on so many social media enthusiasts nowadays is that many of them are just susceptible to just dropping rubbish you know on social media now and what I wanted to also kind of drop really is that see a lot of them nowadays that we have in the body of Christ is many of them lack context they have they lack context they also lack an understanding you know of the heart of ministers men and women of God, mm. you know, and all we have to do now is go on social media, go on Twitter, go on YouTube. There are many, many videos, many, 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 you know, um, um, content out there of people, Christians, supposed Christians who are just basically destroying, once again, men and women of God, all in the name mm. of cancel culture. But still, mm. that is not to say that there are legitimate reasons for doing those things. Now, I think where the balance, I, I don't want to draw balance yet because I think we we need to dig, to dig deeper in, into this because I do believe that there are um, people who just simply have pla- platforms and they're misusing it mm-hmm. and they're misappropriating it and mm-hmm. they're not using scripture to back the process in which they are addressing things. Okay. Um, but at the same time, um, there, I think there's a prescribed process in scripture to, um, what's it called? What's the right word? To speak to people. Okay. Um, there's a process to yeah. bring people yeah. in. Yeah. First of all, in private, mm. deal with them, 
then if they do not hear it, then take it to a higher authority yeah. within the church. Mm-hmm. If it is a Christian thing, yeah. obviously, if it is a circular thing, then 100% mm-hmm. you can hear your dirty laundry out mm-hmm. as much as you want. But it's a prescribed process mm-hmm. for the Christian believer yeah. to pull people in in private Deal, deal with them then if they, if they do not hear bring the elders of the church mm-hmm. if they still do not hear bring them to the church itself yeah. then if they do not hear then you know you can leave them to their yeah. reprobate mind yeah. Um, but yeah Inka wants to say a couple of things <clears throat> so yes I before we started I thought the obvious answer is cancel culture is wrong in quote mm. because of what it often means and because it's as you know, as my as a as people on here have said, it's it's often short sighted and it's it's it lacks context and it's just you know just messy. Mm-hmm. It's just messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the question that came to mind is, how did it come about from a Christian perspective, which I think Dial started hint at. Yeah. And um, the the scripture um, that you were alluding to kind of talks about correcting another believer. Um, some people kind of see it as more talking about if you have a dispute with another yeah. Christian, it could be over when someone offends you. Yeah, exactly. Is that Matthew eighteen? Uh, yes, exactly. Okay. Matthew eighteen. Um, um, and yes, it does talk about you know if if I read from the NLT, it says if if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. Sorry, and Matthew eighteen fifteen to seventeen. Um, if the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then, if he or she wants to accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think that the stage where we see you know, posts on Instagram and YouTube videos where people are speaking against, you know, um, um, other Christians, you know, um, Christian leaders, pastors and whatnot is there at that third stage, if you get the third stage where they're taken to the church. I know it may not mm-hmm. seem like that, mm-hmm. but if you consider the church is every Christian right. in the world, then maybe that's what they're doing. But have but they, have the, they, have they, they jumped step one and step two? Exactly. Well, yes. Yeah, so now, obviously, that would be down to individual cases, which I don't. Now, me personally, I don't um, indulge. I don't feed on much of this of cancer culture content. I, I, I look. I try to just get um, the information that I need from from any of the of the parties to kind of get the context of what someone is saying yeah but in most cases you only get um direct information to start with from the accuser not from the um the, the person that the that has been accused so i think in, mo- in, mo- in most cases as well you just get people that want to trend and, and i think it's it, that's where it becomes dangerous for me in the sense that we don't follow the process mm. we are looking for so there there is this appetite let's not deny that there's an appetite that christians also have 
that is synonymous with what the world has, which is looking scandals. Exactly. We're looking for scandals. We're looking for, um, um, what's it called? Uh, controversies. We're looking for news, deleted breaking news, Mm -hmm. um, 24 hour cycle news that is just looking for, like I said, again, a lot of these platforms are looking for content and whether you like it or not, psychologically, that controls your mind when you already have a platform that you have to provide content for when you now find the content you don't even care so much to go and do a research you want to be the breaking news <laughs> or the person who first put it out so that you can have the biggest views yeah. so you don't even do enough research and then you've done I mean to understand some people have done their research there, there's yeah. no like, there, I, I think it's important that I don't put everybody in a box yeah. um, but I have even people that have done their, their research there is a way to do a Christian um, condemnation because mm. remember the danger of it the biggest danger of it is that you are hurting the bride of Christ. You are hurting Daniel, the body of Christ if you don't go about it the right in. way. Allow me to come in here. That's a fantastic point you just made right now. What I think one of the issues is that we're facing in the body of Christ, I'm going to use two words. One is the pop culture slash, big word, Hollywoodization of mm. Christianity. I, I, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not a Listen, word, but I've coined it now. Yeah, okay. yeah, we, yeah, we're, dealing, we're dealing with it with a professor here. Pop if culture. If it's not in your dictionary before, go, go and check tomorrow morning. It's true. It is there. It's true. Pop culture slash Hollywoodization. You know, this is slowly creeping well, as, and, and it's making its way into the body of Christ. Just like that I just said right now is that, see, we're taking what is entertainment we're taking what is hollywood because really exactly what is off the world and we're bringing it into the church Mm -hmm. okay now and what we don't realize like that you also said is that whilst on one hand the person that is doing this may in and of itself or themselves think they're doing of they're doing something good right i.e they are exposing either a false teacher or a false teaching but what they misunderstand is the damage that this is doing to the body of christ not realizing that whilst you think that you're basically doing good a non-christian will see what you've posted and that would then frame their opinion of christianity all right Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what they do in the world when a certain celebrity does or says something for example right now kanye west okay there are so many people now who are basically canceled him they have canceled him why because they have an issue with what he's done or what he said or they have a perception of what kanye has done not realizing that this guy genuinely has mental health issues okay and i wish you should get helpful however it doesn't mm. require you to can- to cancel him. At, at all, exactly. That's the issue. And I do believe as well that, that what many people, especially in the body of Christ, are failing to realize is that these men and women of God are human beings. Yes, all right? first. Who have emotions, who have thoughts, who have families. Who have and feelings. Who, exactly, who have feelings. So whilst you're out there bashing, 
talking, creating videos just to basically disprove these people, you have no idea how many of these people have genuine mental health issues. It may be what you do that would then tip them over and then they commit suicide. Listen, you never ever know. You never ever know. Being a man or a woman of God does not make you human, does not does not make you non-human, all right? Does not make you less feeble, does not make you any more a human being like you are, okay? And that's what I believe that we need to realize in this day and age, especially in the body of Christ. We need to be builders, you know, and not breakers. We need to be developers and not damagers of the body of Christ. And that's what I believe, you know, genuine, you know, cancel culture may be doing to the body of Christ. Can I add just on top of that? Think think about it. Um, any single person that I've either put a video out or tweet out or whatever mm. in this cancel culture thing within the Christendom, imagine that it is your wife My or your spouse that has done something against you. Would you just go and out them? Just mm. on, just go and blast them on. Like think about it. Wow. The Christian body of Christ is the bride of Christ. So think think about it in the sense of a relationship. Mm. If you would not do that to your wife or your husband, why would you want to do it to the bride of Christ? Now, wow. the balance is this. So Ayo has spoken clearly about the danger of um, what you what we're doing to the body of Christ. However, we also need to bring a, bring a balance to it. Where the need of it has also come from mm. is how is the failure in leadership where things have been swept under the carpet for so long, Good point. so many years, mm. so many years, um, issues have been brought to, to what's called leadership and the leadership too did not approach it the right way. They did not publicly deal with stuff or they would use grace to cover multitude of sin and they will allow say men of God or women of God to continue to preach on the pulpit when they need to step down mm-hmm. and seek repentance yeah, and and use you take some time out yeah so I think it comes to the outrage as well where people feel that if the leaders are not going to take action, then let's take laws into our own hands. Wow. Let, let's call them to order. You know, there's this obviously being cancel culture. The, the whole idea is to um, make people accountable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if yeah. you go, if you go to, a, to a restaurant and they didn't serve you well, if you really want to call them up on what they're doing. That's social media. Exactly. And guess what? 24 hours. In fact, <laughs> within 10 minutes, yeah. they have responded to you, DM, DM'd you and send you a coupon or, or a voucher mm-hmm. to make sure that they have dealt with it properly. The same thing with your, with your contracts or your mobile phones or stuff like that. They would do right by you if you call them out. So I think a lot of people see results in that way. So they're, they, they, Tend more to want to get results quicker. Wow. Where we live in a microwave yeah. society where we just want mm-hmm. answers. Mm-hmm. So anything that will get us the microwave answer, we run to it. Mm-hmm. And Christians have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we're basically treating the church like we would treat like we'll treat any company in the streets. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Not with enough sensitivity. And that is where I think the problem is. I think Christians need to treat the body of Christ precious remember it's a precious bride we need to treat it with a bit more respect and honor and i understand that there are issues that needs to be dealt with i understand there's some people that need to be but 
you cannot deal with it the same way that you're dealing with some next company or exactly. some next bodies yeah. that are there out there. It's like the same way that you would not treat your brother, your own blood brother, exactly. or your own wife, yeah. or your own son. Mm. That those ways don't treat what is most precious to God that way. Yeah, and I just can only imagine how God's you know, feels or what, what he sees when he sees us tearing each other apart. apart. What makes us different from the rest of the world that's doing it if we're doing it amongst ourselves. Exactly. Um, and I think that what we do is that we expose ourselves. We expose ourselves to the rest of the world. Mm. Um, and instead let, of covering Let me, let me you use up, a scripture. A scripture yeah. that comes to mind there is a, a, a house that is not... Um, that is divided, that is divided within itself can understand yeah. and that's exactly what we're doing we're dividing we're dividing ourselves daily by doing that yeah 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 so the question yeah sorry so well the question that comes to mind then is how do we then deal with you know where there's there's issues of abuse Issues of harassment, mm. issues um, of that is dodgy thing. teaching. That's where I was That's telling allow you me that to come in. there was silence. Allow me to come in. Um, let's let's look at the scriptures because I think the scriptures literally has the answers to practically you know, all our problems, they our do. questions, yes. right? Now, um, Acts chapter 18, verse 24. All right, Acts 18, 24 to 26. Or even maybe to 28. Let me quickly read it from NKJV. The Bible says, do you know what? Let me just actually read it in NLT, um, a nice relevant um, version here, 24 to 26. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scriptures well, had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. He had been taught the way of the Lord and he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. So this man was accurate in his knowledge, right? Mm. However, he only knew about the baptism of, of John. All right. So basically this man, when he came to the baptism of John, he was he, he was learned. He knew exactly what he was talking about. But then the, the problem here is that he only knew about the baptism of John. He didn't know about Jesus Christ. He wasn't learned enough to know about the situation, the, 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 the challenges as well as the death, the burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 26 now says, when Priscilla and Aquila, these are two people in the body of Christ, when they heard him preaching boldly, in the synagogue, Bible said they took him aside and they explained the way of God even more accurately. They didn't go on their social media to destroy him. They didn't basically out him on the streets. They didn't do anything like that to, to mutilate his character. Yeah. The Bible said they took him aside. What did they do? They it's taught him. Quietly. They yeah. taught him and they spoke to him quietly. Now, what I'm, the point I'm trying to prove here is this is literally what the Bible is telling us. And I'm pretty sure we can take lessons from this on how to handle things like this so that we don't start out people our responsibility is to take these people aside right. our responsibility is to approach them discreetly and quietly yeah. to build them not to destroy them yeah. and so you because you never know they may genuinely speaking people may not necessarily realize that they're mistaken or that they're, they're erring they may not know yeah. that so, so what they're saying for them may be genuine truth to them yeah. until they are taken aside yeah. and then someone then 
tells them and explains things to them in a more accurate way. Yeah, this, I, I believe, is a solution. Yeah, and I, I and I agree with you. Um, I think it's important that um, we definitely take that as a point of correcting one another in love. Um, I think that is so key. Um, there is room for correction, but it must be done in love. Um, and what you're saying, Ayo, is um, relevant, I believe, um, especially when it comes to things about wanting to correct people in terms of doctrine. Absolutely. In terms of how, you know, you know what you might, what one may perceive as false teaching. Mm. Um and I think one thing we have to realize and recognize here when it comes to doctrine and things about teaching and our diverse views, we have to accept that we all have different views mm-hmm. and <laughs> there are certain things and there are certain topics, as we know ourselves, because we're debating on certain yeah. things. Yeah. There are certain topics, even in Christianity, that we cannot always agree on. Mm. Right. Um, and I think it has to come to a point where one is able to well, when we are able to um, corporately agree that, you know, we have different views on this thing, but does it negate the fact that we are brothers and sisters in Christ? No. Mm-hmm. Um, does it negate the fact that we believe in Christ? No. Mm-hmm. We need to go back to the fundamentals of yeah, our right. faith that's and right. make sure that in everything we are united. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're not, comp- um, you know, rejecting one another because you have a different opinion to what I have. Yeah. And especially when it, we could sit down together right now and read a typical scripture now. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe Psalm 1-1. Mm. And your interpretation of that verse may be different yeah. to mine. Yeah. And I think it's important that we know that the Holy Spirit reveals something to you differently mm. because that's where you're your at. And it'll speak to mm. you mm. differently. Mm. And I may have a different revelation because that's, that's right. where I'm at. Mm. And mm. Um, so I believe that God speaks to you to the level you mm. are at, mm. right? In your relationship. Mm. Um, and so I think that's very important, especially in this topic of um, public shaming people based on So I can't then teaching. come to you then and be saying what you're saying is wrong then because your revelation may is, not be... is different. <laughs> unless it's absolutely absurd. Yeah. Unless, okay, unless so yeah. I think on the level of principles, yeah. you can go to scriptures if there are clearly written principles about right and wrong yeah. and doctrine that is, that, that is believed within the body of Christ um, either has moral grounds yeah. or has spiritual implications or, exactly. or, or also has eternal implications, um, then on those reasons, I think every Christian would believe that there are just some things that are basic r- things that you can't um, just let it slide and become yeah. um, norm. Yeah. Now, in answering Yinka's question, because I don't want us to... Um, to skip past that that question because it talks about accountability and that has been the problem of the church and been the need for outing people let me use the the example of the body of christ with regards to say the catholic church right um and the scandal Mm -hmm. that has been going on there for centuries Mm -hmm. now we know how the british people came to you know, really talk about that and bring it out. Mm. Um, now, on that level, I think what could have been done, because Yinka was, was asking, what do, do we then do? What do leaders need to do? So apart from the fact that you bring people in and talk to them privately, issues also need to be addressed publicly. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think you don't name and shame, but you say this is happening within the church. We need to change this. We need to deal with this. We need to um, address this rather than completely just act as if it does not exist. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people have a problem with. Do you believe that it always requires us having to take it on a public yeah, scale right? yeah. Yeah. public to scale the church. But, exactly to the church my point. but then also is it, if, it's it a, if it's an outrage if it's an, if it's an outrage okay. and which I, which I think brought it to this level of extreme is the fact that if it's an outrage where it has built over years they've quite quiet about it they've even denied it to an extent mm-hmm. when it gets to the public you can't not discuss it in public right okay. because it's now gone beyond remember even the process that yinka read earlier yes, from yes, individuals yes. to the leaders to the church then from the church yes. then leave them yeah so them. if it is built up to that level in ways now become a public discourse don't now just keep quiet because then you are inviting other people that shouldn't have any situation uh, that shouldn't in fact that did not even believe in what you believe in yeah. to start interjecting into your issues mm-hmm. you start bringing third parties in you start bringing the government in to start putting legislations on rules and or regulations within the church which mm-hmm. they're not welcome to do okay. but you welcome them by your silence okay. Um, but I just want to also want to bring a bring a scripture um, where the Bible talk, talks about, um, and this is where I think the approach of a Christian should always be. Where, because if you think about the nature of Jesus, Jesus was always about forgiveness. Jesus was always about grace. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus was always about. Um, a second chance even the whole idea of Jesus yeah. was a second chance yeah, yeah. you know we all deserve to be outed yeah. we all des- des- deserve <laughs> exactly <laughs> we all deserve to go to hell yeah. we all deserve pun- punishment for our sins but if Jesus would give us a second chance then I think this all rushing to, to getting resource for ourselves mm. is us put is, is is us claiming um justice for ourselves mm. rather than leaving it to God. And wow. the scripture that comes to mind is Romans chapter five verse twenty, which which I'm gonna read from the um NLT. It says God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, grace uh, God's wonderful grace becomes more abundant. Um, I know that I think um, King James Version um, says, More, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did abound much, um, uh, grace did much more abound. What I'm trying to say there is yes, people may trespass against you, people may, may transgress against you. Wow. People may do stuff that are unbelievable. And, and, I, and I completely understand that we live in a day where there is law and order, where there is repercussions and what and whatnot for your sins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, there are consequences mm-hmm. that people need to, to what's called, be um, dealt with. However, from a Christian perspective, I think there are ways to better deal with things mm-hmm. rather than doing it like it, like the world does it, like mm-hmm. I said. Yeah, yeah. 
So sometimes I'm thinking, who are you? Who sent you? Who commissioned you to be the cancel culture um, advocate? Or <laughs> yeah, but then also, cancel culture also infers that people cannot change. Cancel culture infers that that has now become your identity, your personality. That is who you are. If, mm. if, if say for instance, you, you know how the Bible talks, how Jesus used to say, go and see no more. Mm. It, it, that is literally God saying your your past is wiped away. Now you've got a new slate. Got a new slate but again. yeah, start again. But it's like cancel culture is like if you've ever said this, if you wrote a tweet twenty years <laughs> ago, and they can find it, that is it. You have you are done. You Sorry, my African accent <laughs> came out strong there. <laughs> but that is about it. That yeah. that is what cancel culture pretty much is saying yeah. that people cannot transition mm. from where they were mm. to where they can be. Yeah. But that it becomes your identity. Exactly. You, um, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, li- and literally, you can get punished and lose your job today for something you said 25 years ago. Even if your view has changed. Even if your, if your view has changed. Don't you think it's amazing that even we professed Christians still do this? Exactly. My goodness. Even within the church, we do it we to one another. Christians who are enjoying the grace of God on a daily basis. Yes. We're the first people to cancel somebody mm. for what they may have done That's many terrible. years ago. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. And I feel like some people feel like they are in the right, like they must bring these people into account and bring justice <laughs> in 2020. I keep saying it's the year of justice by every, any means necessary. Um, and I, when I think about it, I see the situation as well, going back to the Bible, for instance, where people felt like they were in the right um, killing Stephen. They hmm. felt like they were hmm. doing something for God. Like they had every right. They felt like they were bring, like bringing honor to God and doing justice, right? Yes. All in the name of God by killing him, not realizing who they were persecuting, mm. right? Wow. And who they were stoning. Mm-hmm. Again, that was also public shaming, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in the very old context, but it still happened but then, then. Another scripture that then comes to mind from you saying that is the woman um, that was caught okay. in adultery. Yep, John 8. Jesus yeah. literally said, if there's Let's, any of you come on. that has never sinned, in, in wow. fact, the first in fact, first. think about it. <laughs> the people that do this keyboard warrior thing wow. had the keyboard worst <laughs> of the, sorry, I guess we are, the, the that's not, okay. anyway. But my point is this, wow. right? If, if, if your own dirty laundry was to be outed, oh, God. Wow. You would not stand the test of social media. Isn't that also because we there's such an expectation slash pressure on people of God, men and women of God, mm-hmm. from we laymen and women, mm-hmm. all right, that we do not expect them to err uh, at all. Yeah. That the moment they do or say something, mm-hmm. they're finished. <laughs> but sometimes as well, they us. set themselves up for that. In their speech Ooh, and okay. in their walk. Okay. Because yeah. when you when you present yourself to be holier than thou, and present yourself to be above reproach, then people will hold you to that. 
But if you can, yes. if you can, I think to a degree, we as believers, I, I see some, I see some head, head, head shaking, head, head nodding and all, and all sorts. Okay, so I do, I do hold men of God to a higher standard. There's no doubt, 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 doubt about Why that. Why do we do that? No, because you're in an office that expects you, there's the same way that you would expect a doctor to know their job if you're going to put yourself on the table for them. To uh, yeah, to do a yeah, surgery yeah. on you, you will owe them to that standard. But that they have gone infallibility. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you still owe them but to that level of expectation. Yeah. You, you 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 expect them to at least have done enough to, to prepare yeah. themselves to cut you open. To have that would you put to... your life on the line to someone that is Probably a mechanic? Not. Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think to to a degree you will put your you you will have an expectation of a man of God. It's just it, it is your office, like the same way that you will expect a police officer to know the law yeah. and not yeah. arrest you for something that is not within the law. Fair enough. Um, Sorry, just a bit scripture back into the the last point that I was the last point that I was making about the the standard that we hold leaders of the church to, which is. In First Timothy, we we Thank read you. where Paul is talking about the leaders yeah. in church and talking That's about correct. if you aspire to be a church leader, you know, then there's certain things that you know. It, it, verse two literally says a church leader must be a man whose life is above reproach, above blame. Yes, you know, and it, and it goes on to talk about all these mm. all these different um, um, requirements, you know, and and so there is a higher standard. And Paul himself said, you know, um, there's that scripture and I can't remember where it is where where he says that you know um lest I be disqualified that you know lest I preach all these things and then be disqualified mm. you know because he you know he's you know he doesn't take it for granted that because he's this you know errant preacher that that means that you know he doesn't the the the, the word doesn't apply to him no he still has to be sure that his disciplines of you that's it sorry that he disciplines himself Yes, after all his preaching, he'd be, he'd be disqualified. Yeah. And that is the standard that we should be holding all of our men of God to. Um, not in a sense of, oh, you know, this person did wrong and so they are, they are cancelled. But more, um, if this person, if they've been called by God to lead people, to teach, they've got the gift of teaching, preaching, whatever it is, that, um, that they are holding, you know, to the faith. They yeah. are disciplined spiritually, physically, in all the ways that need to be disciplined. Yeah. We, we also need to uplift these people in prayer. That's correct. I think that's, yes. Yeah, that's so important. We need to be uplifting them as we're you know, praying for ourselves because we all need it. Be- because like, like I said, exactly. especially the fact that they're even on the front line, exactly. they become a target. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which is clear, they're fallible. These people make mistakes. But another thing yeah. I was thinking about as well, actually, just final thought for me, actually, mm-hmm. is that... Um, yes, <laughs> the issue as well that um, I feel like um, we as as laymen, I keep using the word laymen, I'm talking about those who aren't in leadership in the body of Christ, okay? Now, the, the, what we experience is that many of these people who are in positions of leadership, many of them have have titles, they have pulpits, but they haven't gone through the process, mm. or process of getting them. Because the scripture that Nika preached, one. the scripture that Nika shared just now speaks of the standard, the quality of a leader. This standard wasn't attained overnight. Mm. This is a standard that would have gone through the process of le- process before they became leaders. But then there are, like I said, there are many, many leaders who haven't gone through the process. So the moment they get on top, they fall. 
right they fall now once again this also goes to show the 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 the, the standard the, the standard that one needs to attain before you can even be in a position of leadership right mm-hmm. and once again as well what how I, I think this how this may also maybe empower those who may want to cancel them is because they don't also understand the process that these yes. people may have been through as well mm-hmm. I think Debbie has got a, scrip- a scripture that really yeah. says that yeah and yeah I, no, just to confirm definitely that there is um, a standard a standard to which men and women of God are held to. In James 3, 1, it says, not many of you, amplified version, by the way, not many of you should become teachers serving in an official teaching <laughs> capacity. My brothers and sisters, for you know that we who are teachers yeah. will be judged by a higher standard. Wow. Because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. Mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but the question then is it is it condemnation, is it judgment by people? Or by God, by God. By God. because God. people who do it then put themselves in the position in the of God. On dread because we're now God now. Exactly. And that is where I see yeah. this Catholic culture to be wrong. Oh, because yeah. people I take a Simple, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and I think on that note, because we can keep going, <laughs> there's a much more we can actually talk about on this topic, wow. it can get deeper, but yeah. definitely, I think we've we're covered We're kind of keep it quite light for you guys, we never leave here. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts, um, from you guys? What I what would you say is um, a benefit, um, just quickly, of cancel culture, obviously, um holds people accountable it's as simple as that but once again accountability isn't the issue it's the way you express that Mm. and the way you hold people accountable Mm. is where there could potentially be a problem okay and Yinka what would you say then um, to counteract that would you say is a drawback of this based on our discussion well yeah I think like we discussed the the drawbacks are um, it's I don't know. Well, firstly, I don't think it has ever really been that effective um, in terms of true repentance because that's what is needed. Wow. What wow. is it needed is for right someone to wow. to lose their business or to lose their mm. or, or to lose a job or a stream of income or to or to have people you know leave their ministry. That's not what's needed. What is needed is repentance and understanding. Mm. If someone is wrong, mm. you know, um, in whatever way, because you know we all need that you know, repentance, you know, yeah. and we all need to, to be able to get right. And so that's that's what is that is lost, you know. If we you know if we just embark on council culture and and that, and then the other thing is that you we've we've talked about that airing dirty laundry of the church, as it were, mm. if, I, if I can put it that way, um, not just to people, even Christians that maybe don't really know or care because yeah. you know they don't maybe know any of those ministers or listen to them but also to non-christians who are just like oh wow okay these yeah these christian people are just you know what they're on about you what they're just fakes you know they're just mm. liars and cheats and what or whatever it is that that the counselor has 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 said put out um so yeah so i mean those are the two that that come to mind you know that uh are the are the disadvantages are the are the at the corners of mm. cancer culture. So many, so much more, obviously, mm. but um, yeah. you've highlighted two very good ones. And Dio, I feel like there's one more thought from you. Um, you know, I'm going to add to the um, negative effects of it. And it goes back to what I said in the beginning, which is 
you know, people don't realize how much impact mentally these things have on people. Mm-hmm. Like these are people's lives mm-hmm. and people's mm-hmm. livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Like this is people's with, people with emotions and families and ministries. It, it, it just imagine like if you've only dealt with mental illness or mental health issues or um, anxiety or depression or f- constant fear or whatever it is that you've dealt with mm. and you can understand the plight of the other person, mm. you would not because YouTube is going to pay you. <laughs> or because you're gonna get a thousand likes or a thousand or a thousand eyes on your posts, mm. destroy somebody's life just to be relevant or just to lend your voice. Mm. It, some sometimes there's a saying that if you don't have anything constructive or anything good to say, just keep quiet. Keep quiet. Really, like mm. if you understand that there are people's lives, whether they're Christians or not, mm. there's some things. I, I mean, we know of a specific leader in the world that I tend to not speak publicly about, even though I have an an opinion on, Mm. but just because I know it's a person. And sometimes your opinions can negatively mirror other people that are not matured enough to have their their own mind about something. Mm -hmm. So I only speak about it in safe circles things. So I think as believers, Please let's be careful of how we deal with the body of Christ. You you might be doing more harm to her, to God's bride than you recognize. Let's be sensitive. Wow. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for um, your takes on this topic. And um, hopefully it's impacted somebody out there. I think my final note or my final take is that we need to remember that we are the light. Um, the light of this world and what worth is it if our light can cannot be seen it becomes like darkness because we are merging and becoming just like the world so where, what are we lighting in that in that sense um, if the world cannot see this light um, so yeah it's just important that we remember love is so key be united and remember who you're hurting. It's not just one person you're after. You're going for the whole body of Christ. Um, when one part is hurt, the whole body feels it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Um, this has been lovely. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. <laughs> we will be back again on so much more um, than this. And I'm looking forward to the next session already. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye bye.